0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Dossier Podcast. This is your host, Jordan Schachtel, publisher of the dossier on Substack. First, I want to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Swan Bitcoin. Uh, Swan Bitcoin is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack, especially during this little dip. Um, Huge opportunity with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million and over. Um, go to swanbitcoin.com. If you want to use my referral and get $10 in free Bitcoin for signing up, swanbitcoin.com slash Jordan Schachtel, S-C-H-A-C-H-T-E-L. Swan Bitcoin is an awesome sponsor. And I so much appreciate them um, working with me. They're the best place to buy your Bitcoin. Highly recommend it. So, yeah, so this morning, the Happy Friday, by the way, I hope everyone has a terrific weekend and all that. Um, but this morning, the FDA authorized, um, for those who missed it, emergency use of both Moderna and Pfizer's emergency use authorization products. Supposedly what they say is for the prevention of COVID-19. Quote, to include use in children down to six months of age which is pretty fascinating because um, I researched this topic extensively, kind of, I have a background in foreign affairs. So whenever I see something coming out of when I'm reporting on COVID mania and I see um, what's going on with the FDA and the CDC, I like to take a look outside of the United States and see what's going on. Um, And, I was going through all these media reports uh, because I wanted to write about it and seeing how the corporate press was reporting on this. And in story after story, there was one specific um, sentence or line of thought uh, related to the reporting on how the FDA was authorizing COVID-19 shots for infants and toddlers. And the corporate press is very clever sometimes in making it seem like, you know, when when they're following a particular narrative set, they very much commit to lies through omission and deceit. And this was no different. I found out, to bring the news to you up front, that the United States is the only country in the entire world that is allowing kids under the age of 2 to get covid vaccines there is not a single country and, and you know I, I obviously take issue with that word vaccine because it has been bastardized to basically mean nothing at this point there are now no countries other than the united states in the world that is subjecting kids there there are no countries in the world that are subjecting kids under five to mRNA shots. In authorizing this today, the U S became the first country in the world to authorize mRNA shots for kids under five. And also the first country in the world to authorize COVID shots in general for kids under two. Pretty shocking because the studies are seemingly crystal clear that none of these shots do anything remotely positive, whether you're 80 years old or two years old and carry heavy side effects for young males. And this thing has not been studied sufficiently on infants and toddlers for sure. The the studies that that Pfizer and Moderna run are are a sick joke and uh, corrupted from the start, as is any good statistical inquiry in partnership with government health. Um, so yeah, I thought it was important to bring this to your attention that the US is literally the only country in the world that authorizes covid shots for infants. And I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. Um despite what you're reading in the press and I I've I researched this for researched this for a solid couple hours um before I published this to make sure and I'm very certain that the U S is the only country in the business, which is pretty shocking. Um, so didn't seem like what was interesting is that, you know, I, I just run a substack publication. This should be uh, in any paper. This should be a major story. I don't know how it's not a major story. <laughs> it, it's just, It's pretty shocking to me that not a single entity um, has seemingly thought this is interesting. Like, hey, we're running a giant experiment on... um, I'm just sharing on social media, but um, yeah, the U.S. is running this giant experiment and there's just nobody that is seemingly interested in reporting on it. <laughs> so there's that. Um, going to wait for some people to get in here before I break any further. Um, by the way, Colin has now, um, Colin has made this available on Spotify, And Apple podcasts. So if you have Spotify or Apple podcasts, you can access this podcast that way in addition to on the call in app. Um, So if you miss, you know, some parts of the live recording, you can always, I mean, the cool thing about calling is, you know, you have the interactive calling in feature and you can use the text box to send your, live feedback, but you can also get it in regular podcast form too. And I hear it's pretty good. But anyway, for those who missed it, um, so on Friday, the FDA authorized mRNA shots, both Pfizer and Moderna, under emergency use authorization for kids under five, all the way down to six months of, of age. And this is unprecedented anywhere in the world. And there has been no, from what I've, maybe people will start reporting on it now that I have Released that info to make it very clear that this is a unique event. That nowhere in the world do any country's health bureaucracies give their kids these shots under five years old. mRNA shots, it's the first time ever that they're doing mRNA shots for babies. So they're basically engaged in a huge experiment to benefit Pfizer and Moderna. And the only thing that's really different about these doses from the adult doses is that I think it's just like a smaller concoction. These shots are not updated to like combat any new variants. It's the same junk from that that was developed in January of 2020 to ostensibly target the Wuhan strain and now they're giving it to babies who, by the way, are not at all threatened by COVID. So there's there's that too. And there's certainly, you know, every human being, especially young males, as is proven through the VAERS database and lots of studies now, is that um, there is a legitimate risk of myocarditis. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of babies with heart problems when all of these compliant people in the United States decide that it's time to um, give your kids experimental injections because Fauci said so. And when I was looking at this in the corporate press, they discussed, um, they claimed that this isn't a new thing because the U.S., you know, there's a dozen other countries, according to the World Health Organization, who already are giving injections to um, kids under five, and it's a, it's a bad lie through of through omission, and all of the wire services have been doing it today, including PBS, CNN, Wall Street Journal, the usual corporate propagandist subjects. Um, when you look, break down the data further, I think a giant scandal arises in the halls of the American public health bureaucracy. Uh, so the most recent, some people were documenting this publicly, what countries? were organized or or executing plans to give COVID injections to kids under 12 or kids under five, I'm sorry. The WHO claims that number is now a dozen. So I'll take them at their word for now. I was able to find eight separate entities on the record that have deployed um, COVID shots to kids under five. And one of those is the territory of Hong Kong. So in my view, it's really seven countries because Hong Kong is basically, sadly, now controlled entirely by China. Um, But the seven, and it's, if anything, a city-state. But so the seven countries on record that give COVID shots to kids under five are Argentina, Bahrain, very small country in the Arabian Gulf, Chile, China, Cuba, UAE, And Venezuela. And again, what's interesting is that five of those seven, well, first of all, none of those seven countries that I found that are giving COVID shots to kids under five, none of them are giving mRNA shots. In fact, five out of seven, which would be Argentina, Bahrain, Chile, China, and UAE, they're COVID shots for kids, (laughs) as awful as that sounds is the chinese inactivated shot so akin to the flu shot essentially and i haven't explored the data on flu shots for for babies um so you'll have to bear with me there but but the reality is that there are no um none of these seven countries are doing anything close to an mrna shot for kids under five those Five of those seven countries, um, they are only giving shots from kids that are from three to five years old. The only two countries in the world prior to the U.S. announcement that were giving shots to kids under three years old are Cuba and Venezuela, the two glorious socialist paradises. And what they were giving kids, and they're continuing to give kids, is this Cuban homebrew um, shot, which I really know nothing about, but it's not mRNA. Um, it was made by the Cuban government and distributed to Cuba's allies in Latin America, which is basically just Venezuela. <laughs> so, uh, they're using those shots from two to three years old. But then this morning, when the FDA said that kids under five as, as young as six months old can take COVID shots, they broke new ground. And kids that are a year and a half old, or no, no, I'm sorry, kids that are six months and two years old, there are no other children, there are no other babies and toddlers of that age in the entire world that are being given these shots. And so the U.S. will basically be experimenting on our youngest, our voiceless and it's just sickening because we know that these things have no benefit whatsoever for kids. So it's just to me it's just a farm it's just a pharma fire sale situation and and these pharmaceutical companies have now expanded their customer base <laughs> drastically. Of course, these these kids are not going to be able to say no to the poison that their parents give them. And that's really unfortunate because it's just, it's just criminal what's happening right now. And I I feel like sad because these, these sheep, I assume they're looking out for their kids' best interests and they don't really, they really haven't been informed. This is a group of people and there's tens of millions of them in this country that trusts the CDC, trusts the FDA. And now they're going to give it these things to their kids, thinking that it's going to protect them from it and whatnot. So it, it, it's pretty awful out there, and, and the you know the government health bureaucrats just stoop to a new low every every single day. It seems. I mean, just yesterday, lying about his um, his royalties. I don't know if you guys caught that. It's definitely worth taking some time to check out, but Rand Paul, Dr. Dr. Rand Paul, that is, he confronted Fauci about these royalty payments, that there have been hundreds of millions of dollars in royalty payments given to um, government health bureaucrats over the last couple decades. And according to Fauci, they don't have to at all disclose these payments whatsoever which is kind of bizarre to me um, because like it just speaks to such an incredible level of corruption in in the government health. Uh, it, I think it was good for Rand Paul to – I know that the you know, Fauci's side has their fans and Rand Paul's side has people committed to his side as well, but I think it, it's very important to expose – that type of information. And that'll even lead some people to question. I mean, there's such an obvious conflict of interest. Fauci's job of pre-COVID mania was basically to direct funding to a variety of pharmaceutical companies, uh, all for-profit pharmaceutical companies, and they're allowed to uh, pay him off and his colleagues and his wife, who also works in government health, and they don't have to report that. It's it's insane. It, you know the, the level of corruption in healthcare. It makes Plex look like a um, you know an in, in open network. <laughs> and it's a it, it's unbelievable what happens in pharmaceutical land, and even worse, the um so. I don't know if some of you saw, but there was this hit piece in the Florida media against DeSantis. Uh, I think it was the Miami Herald. And they said that DeSantis was the only state governor who rejected the government's um, COVID injections for children under five. And good for him, right? <laughs> because like, where, where are all of these other governors that are supposedly, you know, against mandates and for science. It seems that DeSantis's team is the only one that has taken looking at data seriously. Um, so there's been a total shitstorm in the Florida press, all of these leftist operatives. It's been a talking point. What's fascinating about the divide in our country is it's become a talking point for the left that DeSantis decided not to um, pursue the order of shots for children. Um, And by the way, like a private doctor's office can still get these shots. It's just not going to be delivered by the Florida Department of Health. So the whole story is a ridiculous non-story. But even worse, it speaks to the cowardice of all these state governors that are so afraid of the pharmaceutical mafia that they're afraid to stand up for the, the kids in their state because it's not politically advantageous. And once again this is an example of the governor leading the way and you can check i wrote about this at dossier.substack.com for the paid subscribers um but i can share some tidbits with you and i spoke with a couple sources at florida department of health and florida governor's office and they both told me emphatically that desantis is not reversing this decision they're definitely not taking delivery of these shots. And in fact, they pointed me to a statement from Dr. Joseph Ladapo, who's the pretty, he's pretty new, um, he, he was appointed, I wanna say like six months ago, the Surgeon General of Florida, maybe a little, maybe he's had a little more time in his tenure, but it seems like around six months ago. And he made waves when he recommended against COVID shots for kids um basically he said this in march i think where he just laid out the evidence and said that there's no evidence to prove that um the benefits outweigh the risks which is common sense and it's shocking that um it, that there's so few people who are willing to be brave enough to just speak common sense but Ladapo is one of those people he was one of the early doctors in that um white coat I forgot exactly what the organization was, but the organization that protested the, the mandates, he was very early on um, supportive of that group. Ladapo sacrificed a cushy job, um, tenured professor, I think UCLA Medical School, to join DeSantis' team as the Surgeon General of Florida. He, um, I enormously respect what he's doing and what DeSantis is doing there. Because without DeSantis, I think we'd, we'd, we'd basically all be forced into masks. <laughs> uh, a lot of people seem to forget that it, it, was, it was basically the, the actions of this one governor who moved the entire nation forward away from the lockdown regime because he was the only one that uh, from the, on the political level that would coordinate people who would defy the narrative. And Trump certainly didn't do any of that. I think when they interview Trump, he's still supportive of these shots. Um, And that is a cause for great stress, because I think Trump is just so invested in this um, MRNA regime. And he wants to take credit for it. And while he does deserve credit for speeding this thing along... In my view, Operation Warp Speed was a total train wreck of epic proportions. So it's like, I don't, I wouldn't want to be responsible for a train wreck. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it, I, I think that, you know, with with this economic crisis in the United States, obviously, I think that Trump would do a lot better uh, using his executive authority um uh, to fix a lot of the obvious disasters in the economy. But on this Operation Warp Speed thing, I think that um, that's another issue that definitely needs to be discussed. What happens when government is in charge of a hasty uh, program with a novel technology? Bad things usually tend to happen. And I think that this is no different. Um, the If you look back at this stuff, like it, the, the idea that we even needed anything for COVID is unsupported by data. In fact, at, after everyone had already gotten shots one, two, four, seven, um, it seems that outcomes have only been worse. So... There's no real data supporting it. There's a lot of fixed trials from Pfizer and Moderna, but that isn't supporting data. Um, so again, for those who missed it, um, I seem to be the only <laughs> reporter in the country who has figured out that America is now the only country in the world that authorizes COVID shots for infants. And for those of you who may, who who missed this breakdown, we have seven countries in the world that I've identified that have authorized COVID shots for kids under five. None of those countries are using mRNA, the novel technology that is seemingly causing a lot of myocarditis in a lot of young men in particular. Five of those countries are using the Chinese shot for kids under five as low as three years old. And two of those countries are using the Cuban homebrew, um, whatever they're doing to inject kids with (laughs) related to COVID, the Cuban government. Um, Venezuela and Cuba are using that for kids between two and three, but not so we just, I mean, not we, the, the FDA under the Biden administration has authorized COVID shot, mRNA shots. So no population in the world under the age of five has been subject to mass vaccination campaigns for kids under five. It should be interesting to see what happens next, because if you remember, a lot of these European countries were banning Moderna's shot for people under 30 and they were referencing this myocarditis issue where the younger males continue to get myocarditis so i don't think that these european countries that have done that would be game to give babies the same mrna shots there seems to be this quiet acknowledgement that this product is is junk but but not loud enough that it leaves the inner circles of this public health community. So this morning, the U.S. greenlit um, COVID shots for kids as young as six months old, and it's unprecedented anywhere in the world. And the approval made its way through the halls of the federal bureaucracy, regardless of any studies showing a single positive benefit for injecting young children with mrna shots which in my view even in adults do not do anything anymore and if they did do something that there's a very like nuanced case to be made that maybe in the original with the original strain they may have done something but that could have just been attributed to seasonality so i don't even buy the idea that that the shots ever were beneficial. I, I think when you look at the COVID situation worldwide and you see the numbers and you see that all these countries have claimed to have all of these shots, it's probably like, it, it just seems that all of these countries, all of these giant for-profit pharmaceutical companies are in on this giant pharmaceutical scam. And they're just happy to continue peddling it along. Um, Pfizer and Moderna have enormous supply that they need to unload. And they've decided that eight-month-old kids are going to need these shots. Uh, For those of you who are not aware, Pfizer and Moderna's revenue numbers have been incredible. I think Pfizer is on pace this year to make... 50% 50% more than they made last year, and they had a huge year last year. So we're talking $100 billion in revenue for Pfizer alone, I think $33 billion of which is, suppo- is going to be profit this year. And in this economy, that's pretty incredible. And it just goes to show that when you have the government acting as your pharmaceutical salesman and removing all liability and risk, what's to stop you from having a completely junk prod- product like Pfizer and Moderna in my view will go as far as they want until the government tells them no but the government is incentivized to tell them yes at every stop of the way so it's become this huge issue of incentives um th- yeah there's there's no stopping this train and and sadly like people who are not educated on this are I think, very much going to be regretting this situation when, if God forbid, you know, their kid is the one in a hundred or one in a thousand that gets myocarditis from putting an experimental pharmaceutical in their kid that was never necessary in the first place. And that's where we're at as a nation. It's tough not to be. uh, it, It seems that there's something to be said about a country that has so doesn't seem to want to protect its youth, and that's I guess more of a philosophical undertaking that can be explored. Um, but it just seems that th- this whole thing is a is a giant shit show. <laughs> there, when you make that leap from mRNA shots for kids under twelve to mRNA shots for kids under five, and there's been no test pool, it's just so insane to me. And I hope that, I, I think the best we can hope for actually is that these shots just are of such a low dosage that they that they don't have a, a devastating side effect for these kids. So that that's my personal hope is that they've basically taken the harmful juice out of these shots, but I, I just don't know. Um, it, if if these things were acting like a placebo, why are so many people that are, you know, young men getting myocarditis? So, um, I, I think it's just a, a failed pharmaceutical that no one seems to want to acknowledge. Uh, Dan, all right. I guess we had some issue with call in app. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be on another podcast this weekend. Um, My bet is Sunday, midday. I will see all of you guys there. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.